What's up, guys? This is Sam Meehan with my buddy Alex Karzinski, and this is the fourth pair. I think it's our fourth episode of the fourth pair, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. What's up, everybody? Got a got about uh, was probably three weeks into the new three four weeks in the new NHL season. Um, you know, we're starting to learn about some of these teams, what who they are. So, um, just getting to it. Um, first things first. Um, the NHL really does not want to grow their brand at all, apparently, <laughs> because I, the casual NHL fan walking down the street and have no idea who Connor McDavid is because he's on, um, you know, national TV maybe once a month. It's on like a Wednesday night. So I don't know. This this kid is unbelievable. He is the the best, the most fun player I've ever seen, really. Um, yeah. You know, in this generation, he's unbelievable. His goal of the night were just like skated from coast to coast, just cut through the entire defense of not important who it was, <laughs> but he makes some guys look like if he's playing, they're like, it's a professional playing against high school or sometimes. Yeah, it looked like he was in a beer league or something. Yeah, like the guy it's who's not like, like, it's not way like they're too bad sweaty either. in the beer league. He's just that good. It's like, yeah, he's just cranking 90s on these kids. Well, Patrick Line probably is actually cranking 90s still. But um, he's just ridiculous, dude. And the fact that I have to pull up, allegedly pull up an illegal stream just to see him play most of the nights, and I can't see him on – like NBCSN or CBS, every single time he's playing is just criminal. He is, you said it, he's probably one of the most fun people to watch, if not the most fun player to freaking watch. And like I said, allegedly I have to go on an illegal streaming site just to watch him. It kind of grinds my gears, you know? Yeah, he needs to be in primetime at the very minimum once a week. Yeah. You know, but but you got to put on, uh, you know, two dog shit teams right now in a, uh, in Chicago and Detroit on a Sunday afternoon. So, yeah, that would have been nice to see in 2011. Yeah, exactly. How about throw <laughs> McDavid, throw Austin Matthews on this? Those are many Canadian players that no one knows about. Yeah, just, I don't know, grow the game a little bit more. There's so many players out there that are so good that no one even knows about because, and I'm pretty sure NBC just, like, they're not renewing their contract with the NHL or something, too. So it's just... Yeah, so that's going to be fun when, you know, you got to go to USA Network to go watch um, a Stanley Cup final game. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It all went downhill once Doc Emmerich decided to retire. So yeah. that's what I'm blaming everything on. <laughs> uh, so I decided to get it, off, get it off my chest before I really get into anything. Um, also, like, in a shocking uh, uh, news this week was Penguin GM Jim Rutherford decided to step down due to personal reasons. Um, this is Jim Rutherford who took over the Penguins when they were uh, a bit of a bit of a downward slide in the 2013-14 season, and quickly got them back into cup contention and won them back-to-back cups in in 2016-17. Um, made great moves this offseason, getting rid of um, get kind of retooling the team around uh, Crosby and Malkin with more younger, better players, and getting uh, the old heads like Phil Kessel and Patrick Hornquist out of there. Um, also, Rutherford uh, took. He was a GM for Carolina for a long time. When they when they won the Cup in 06, he was leading that team too. So one of the best execs in really in hockey and then kind of out of, out of the blue just sides no more. I don't, I'm not sure if this is a, you know, an unofficial retirement or if he's going to bounce back, you know, go somewhere else, come back to the team at some point. But this is a shocking move really um, on from the Penguins. Yeah. He doesn't really have anything to prove, you know, mm-hmm. he – he doesn't have to 
give us answers if he doesn't want to. And if it is something serious, he has all the right to, you know, deal with it how he needs to. I mean, at the end of the day, really, it's it's just hockey, you know. Some things are more important than that. So hopefully it's not too serious. Um, and hopefully maybe if he's willing, he wants to step back into that role, he can. But I think everyone just needs to, you know, let him do his thing. Yeah, he's 71 years old. He's won three Stanley Cups as an exec. He played a, like, probably, I think, 12, 15 years in the NHL. You know, take, take, if you want to retire, you know, enjoy your time, you know. Um, but it's, it's, it'll be curious to see how this affects the Penguins moving forward because Rutherford was very good at making, like, big trades, like, before the deadline where prices are going to skyrocket. He was always great at, you know, making, making deadline moves to improve that this, especially these Penguins teams to make playoff pushes. So, and, you know, the Penguins, they've been, they've been pretty solid this year, but they're, I think they do need to make a move or two if they want to be a legit contender for the cup. So we'll see if this interim GM can uh, fill those shoes in and make some moves. And uh, another, another little headline that happened on a Saturday night after uh, the Rangers blew yet another lead to the, to the Penguins. Um, Tony D'Angelo, who last season was a absolute stud, was f- ranked fourth in points among NHL defensemen. He had, I think, 53 points in 68 games. That's an incredible clip. Um, if you've been watching Rangers this year, you know he has been absolute horseshit in every aspect of the game. And I guess some, I guess that maybe I don't know who it is. Um, someone checked him and punched him in the face last night in the locker room, a fellow teammate. And then this morning, Tony finds out, hey, bud, you're on waivers. Pack your bags. Get the fuck out. <laughs> That's just insult to injury right so, there. So, <laughs> yeah, like what a, what a 12 hours for Tony. Like he's waking up with a, with a headache after a rough game and a, probably a nice bruise on his face. And then here comes Jeff Gordon and John Davidson. Hey, bud, pack your fucking bags. Get out of here. <laughs> um, do you I know who, I, who punched him? I do not know, but I, I kind of want to speculate a little bit. <laughs> who do you think it could I th- be? I think it's one of three people. Because I have a guess. I'm not too familiar with the Rangers. I'm going to say it's going to be either Brendan Lemieux. Yeah, that was my guess. <laughs> um, Jacob Truba. Because it was apparently a bigger teammate. So Brendan Truba's Lemieux's a big guy. Short, right? And um, I guess my other guess, you know, I guess that's really the only two guesses. Or Ryan Lindgren actually could be another another guy. Another, another scrappy guy who every every game it seems like he somehow starts bleeding from the face. <laughs> or like, it was Alexi Lafreniere pulling out his big old cock and just slapping him in the face with it. Or it could be Andre Miller, honestly. He's, he's <laughs> Andre Miller. He's a big he's a big dude. He's oh yeah, he's really tall. He's kind of skinny though, right? Yeah, I mean he's he's like twenty years old. He, he can bulk up a little bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, apparently they've been trying to trade him. Really, um, you know, you you can be as big of a douche off the off the ice if you're producing i guess but you know he's a, he's a very outspoken like um conservative which like you know yeah they don't have their views you know there's no no problem with that um but he's uh you know it's it's starting to think like hey, i'm pretty sure that uh d'angelo was at the capitol a few weeks ago during <laughs> the uh, insurrection at this point so you know if, if if you're if you're putting out points you're producing and like yeah we can look past some of your uh you know your douchery off the ice but if you're going in with like a minus five through freaking eight games and can't produce a fucking assist 
it's, you know, pack your bags, get out of here. The Rangers have too many young prospects on defense to let this guy take minutes. So are you happy with him getting waived? Um, I think it's definitely um, – I think the timing's curious. I think it was a little early. Mm. Um, but so but I'm thinking it's something like give him like there, another there shot. had to be there had to be another like incident like him getting like more than him just getting like punched in the locker room because he just signed a new like little bridge deal of two years I think it was uh two years nine million something like that mm. and you know which is at this point I'm ecstatic we didn't give him a five year deal yeah so, especially if it's like more of a locker room thing too. Yeah, if it's a locker room thing, there's too many young guys in this locker room that have this kind of like toxicity around them. So, you know, we'll see if anyone actually picks them up. If not, then, you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens with them if he's even in the league for the rest of the season. Yeah, but in lighter news in uh, that same locker room, you don't have to eat an onion anymore because <laughs> Lexi Lafreniere decided to you know put his big boy pants on and score a beauty of an OT game winner uh I think it was on thir- Thursday yeah it was some mid- middle of the week sometime you know in Buffalo um yeah I was a little, a little nervous um but you know hopefully this can get him going um I think he hasn't a point since then but they've only played I think you know two games since but you know, I was, it, he's improving more and more each game. He's looking more comfortable on the ice there. David Quinn, he had him on the top line actually yesterday against oh, wow. uh, Pittsburgh. Had him up top with uh, Zibanejad and Buchnevich. I knew he was scoring before he even got the puck. Just, just it was just one of those textbook uh, breakaways, and it. I just knew it was going in. I, I, I got a little upset. Yeah, I was that, really looking forward to watching you eat that onion. So I, I oh. was um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting scared. So don't get me wrong. I was like, I'm going to have to eat an onion on, on Instagram Live. Yeah, we'll have to make another bet later in the year. But oh, that's definitely a, a memorable first goal for him. So that's really yeah, awesome. Yeah, nice OT winner for a team that really needed a win. So he could, I, I do want to say, he could use a little work on his celly. Maybe he should talk to Panarin because he had a really nice celly. Oh, P- P- Panarin, it, he, his cellies are always are always nice. So <laughs> it'll you know, he'll learn. He'll learn the, the kid. Learning from the best. <laughs> so um, all right. So let's move into a little segment here. Um, you know, it's we're only through the season, but we're starting to see some te- some teams and our players that could some teams that could be sellers at at the. Uh, at the deadline in early April on teams that could be buying. So we're going to talk about some teams that could be selling and who they could be selling. Exactly. Um, I'll start it off that um, with the devils, the devils, you know, they're, they, they play hard. Don't get me wrong. And they're, you know, they've, they've had some times they look pretty solid, but this is not a playoff team and they're not close to it yet. They have plenty of young studs around, but I think, you know, when you have guys on the, finally the contract, we got Kyle Palmieri, you got Nikita Gusev and even Travis Zajac, you know, an older guy. But those first two, I think, are going to bring a lot of value. And you can get a first-round pick probably from each of them. Zajac can probably get in like a, like a third or something. You know, he's still a serviceable center iceman. Um, but, yeah, they're in no position to contend even for like they – might, they might make some noise like, oh, they're going to get the four spot and then, you know, fall apart. But I think the Devils – you got to look at what the Rangers did. Um, a few years ago when they shipped out McDonough and the next year, like Zook and all these guys, all these fan favorites. And they got a bunch of picks, picks that turned into guys like um, Keandre Miller, 
like Ryan Lindgren, like um, Vitaly Kravstov, like a bunch of these guys that, you know, the future of this team looks very bright. So I think teams will look at that and decide, hey, these guys, we love these guys, but, you know, it's time to go. Like Kyle Palmieri, he's, he's still a very serviceable winger. He can be a second liner on a contender. So I'm pretty yeah. sure he was considered gone last deadline too. Like mm-hmm. everyone was convinced they were going to trade him. And then the, the deadline came and he was still there and everyone was kind of shocked. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure he was going to be on his way out with, uh, with Coleman. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty convinced that he would be gone too. So I'm kind of surprised he's still there and uh, they could definitely get a pretty penny for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he went somewhere. Yes. Yeah, so I thinking like, um, I think this is the final year of his contract, so it's a little more urgent, looks like, because mm-hmm. I don't see him re- – I, I could see him resigning, but, you know, of a team like maybe like Dallas or um, Tampa even, Colorado, like a, a perennial contender if they need a score, even St. Like Louis. A, like a one-year. Yeah, just like even, – even as a rental, like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going for the cup. We need your help. Like, come on, come on by. So, yeah, and then, and then he could go back to – New Jersey, sign a nice fat contract, get the C on that jersey, and just live out the rest of his days. Oh, he would he would become a Devils legend if he gets them like a first round pick, maybe a second rounder as well, like a few picks, and then go out win a cup, come right back. You know, like this is in the Yankees, like all this Chapman did when he got sent to the, for the Cubs for Glaber Torres, and then bang, next off he won the World Series, he got did his job, and went right back to New York. So we'll we'll see if we'll see if that's a scenario here. <laughs> and uh you got any uh you got any other uh any teams or people you think would be on the move um uh an inside source is telling me that the oilers are going to trade connor mcdavid to the atlanta <laughs> thrashers for or for for a uh, fourth round fourth round picks including Ila. um why am i why am i blank Ilya kovalchuk kovalchuk i don't I don't know why I just do a blank. Why I just do a blank right there? <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point, he's, he's he's McDavid's worth more in a dead franchise than in Edmonton right now because <laughs> no one knows who he is. And I think another team actually that could be a very interesting coming to the deadline is San Jose. Hmm. They have yeah. so many big contracts on that team, and they are severely underperforming. They were bad last year. And that cost them what was ended up being the third overall pick from that Carlson trade that went to Ottawa. So, and this year they're struggling out of the gate. Granted, like it's maybe not time to sign sounding arms quite yet, but right now they are in dead last in, in the Western Conference or the Western Division. Um, and I, if it's time to like you know rebuild, you can't be paying Brent Burns nine million a year for the next I think like six years, four or five years maybe. Yeah, and Eric Carlson as well as as futures left on his big deal, you know. If teams like don't mind like taking on that money, I, I could see both of them, if not one, probably one of them, if not both, you know, sent out to contenders too, because both of them are still very very solid defensemen. Yeah, kind of looking at them, they kind of seem like the Toronto of the West. If you mm-hmm. if you sort of look at it like that, they have all these big contracts and all of this skill throughout their team, but they just can't click enough to actually win a cup. It's it's, so I don't, it's yeah. Like them San Jose now is what Toronto could be in like three years. 
you know, a team that's, you know, out of the playoff picture, but have way too many big contracts. So yeah, I think that's a very interesting, uh, something to look at moving forward with San Jose. And the only other one I really have is, um, is Columbus with one of their goaltenders. Um, at some point, a goalie's going to go down and it's somewhere in the league and they're going to need a goalie for a playoff team. They got two very solid uh, goalies in uh, Jonas Corposalo and Elvis Merzlinkis. How the hell you pronounce it? But, you know, <laughs> both have been playing really good this year. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if a team needs a goalie. Like Washington, I could see, you know, like Washington, they're first in the, in the East, but they've given up the second most goals in the East. So it's – they can't really. That's not something you really sustain for a full yeah, season. Yeah, that's definitely not sustainable. It's if you're trying to make it deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You, like in the in, in the playoffs, you got to be able to lock it down and you know keep teams from scoring more than lighting up the scoreboard yourself. Yeah. All right, and now in a bit of a um, in reaction to this week's uh, fiasco on on Wall Street, we're going to do a little NHL stock market here. Um. Teams, teams and players who were surging, crashing, who were a little trending up and down. So, Alec, you got any? Uh, you got anybody trending up right now or or down? Uh, yeah, trending up, actually. And I know you're a huge fan of them, the Vancouver Canucks. I took them as my uh, pick last week for the gambling uh, segment, and I said, you know, this is a great opportunity for them to kind of get back into their groove, get back on track. They were playing the Senators at the time. And they ended up winning, and they haven't lost since. They're currently on a four-game win streak, and they don't look like they're going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, this team is electric. Like, oh my goodness, this—I, I, they are the most fun team to watch in hockey. I think because any given night, I feel like they can explode for seven to eight goals. And so let, let, let me see if I can find their uh, their scores here over the last few days. All right, so they played yesterday. Um, they beat the they beat the they beat the Jets four to one yesterday, um, for their fourth win in a row. But yeah, they've scored four, four, five, and seven in their in their, <laughs> in their four game winning streak. I think they scored more. And they've all, and all those all those games they've only allowed one goal each, which is That's, the big which is the big thing for Vancouver. Yeah. If they if they can start holding it down defensively, if Braden Hopey can get rolling, then who oh boy, watch out, Canada! This team is ready to plow through that division because <laughs> like you could score all the goals in the world but if you don't have good defense to to go along with that it's it's not going to be sustainable that's kind of mm-hmm. like uh, what we were just talking about with uh, the capitals mm-hmm. but um yeah i i really like them um and i think the only other team that's kind of scoring like that is or right now at least is dallas who's mm-hmm. uh who i thought wasn't going to come out too hot you know, maybe they're a little sluggish. Same thing with Tampa Bay, but Dallas, oh, my God, they're not taking any prisoners. They're just, you know, no lube, just going right in. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting uh, – we got uh, Dallas-Carolina later today, so that's going to be a fun matchup between those two. Oh, that's both, today. Both, uh, yeah, 5 o'clock on – today being Sunday as we record. So yesterday for those listening. Um, you know, I got I got some stock going down here. Ooh. Um, with the Rangers goalie tandem in Igor Shesterkin and Alexander Georgiev. So coming in the year, I was big on these guys being maybe the, you know, one of the better tandems in the league. And, you know, someone's going to spend big time on one of them, whether it's this deadline, the offseason, or even next next uh, season. But, you know, they're, they're both struggling a bit out of the gate, you know. 
Um, and the Rangers, like, they've not been playing bad defensively, which is shocking to say. I mean, D'Angelo has been terrible, but like Adam Fox has been a stud. Keandre Miller is, is already proven that he's, like, NHL ready. He's been in the top pairing for the uh, past few games up with Truba. You know, Truba is, you know, he can have, have his moments, but when he's not with D'Angelo, he looks a lot better. Um, but they're just letting goals in that shouldn't be, that shouldn't, that really shouldn't be going in. And that's a big reason why these Rangers are losing. So um, hopefully they, one of them figure it out. Cause one of these two guys is the Rangers goaltender for the foreseeable future. And, you know, coming the season, I was certain it was going to be Shesterkin. And then Georgiev had a few good games start the season, but he's starting to fall off a little bit. So, you know, it's going to be very um, interesting to see how this unplays, how this ravels up. It's, I, I think they got to figure it out. Like they've been, they were, they, they're both very good goaltenders. They've proven that, you know, you have obviously more than Shesterkin has much more NHL experience, but I'm getting a little nervous here. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's still early. I think it's still a little early to say that Shesterkin's Calder hopes are up. Yeah. We're, but say, we're, say, eight, we're eight games into the season. <laughs> They, like, they played four each. A bust. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not no, overreact, it's, but he is 100% a bust. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely, you know, goalie is the hardest possession in, in sports besides, uh, I'd say, like a pitcher in baseball or hitting, you know, a baseball. Um, like, it's just very easy to get in your own head and let other people get in your head. You know, you mm-hmm. have one bad game or let up one bad goal. It's very easy to just let that get all to you. So you really got to be mentally tough more than anything. And, uh, you know, I think these guys definitely have that mental toughness. They just need to, you know, work some things out and figure it out for themselves. But I definitely think uh, one of them is definitely going to get hot. I, I, I feel it. Yeah, coming. at some point, one of them's going to get grouping. Like, this is what the yeah. Ra- this is the classic Rangers, like, here. I think one um, of them's going to post a shutout in the next two games. All right. Yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, I'm sure you'd love to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you got any more, uh, got any more stonks here? Uh, yeah. NHL player safety continues to tank. <laughs> I think it's now a pun- penny stock. NHL player safety sucks. Um, it's it's a joke. It's like, just they'll penalize someone for like a questionable hit that wasn't, you know, malicious at all. Still a bad hit. I understand. Penalize one game, two games, but then there will be just a disgusting hit. They won't even like look at it. Like, are you kidding? Like, um, the other night when Vegas was playing St. Louis, Mark Stone just had a, a nasty hit on Tyler Bozak. Didn't get a penalty on the ice. Justin Falk had to Justin Falk of all people <laughs> drops the mitts, chucks a few knocks with him. And then NHL player safety doesn't decide to give him a one game suspension or a two game suspension for other things that have been penalized for way more. Uh I don't, I'm trying to figure out what their thought process is up there, but maybe that's why they're NHL player safety, and I'm just a guy podcasting in my dad's basement. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they, it's it's like if they were consistent, at least it's like all right, whatever. But it's like it's a different like like um, I'm missing the word I'm just trying to say. But this like, isn't even a new thing. The the inconsistency has like the bar for what it qualifies as a punishable hit is like it changes every week. Yeah, 
It's I, ridiculous. I gotta consistently call these people on their shit. It's yeah, I just, like it's it's ridiculous. But I, I guess actually, you know what? I, I was gonna end this segment here, but I do have one person that I think his stock is trending up. I you gotta buy 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 stock in Colin Blackwell. <laughs> so this guy coming into this season in thirty three career games had a had a total of ten points. Through four games as a Ranger, he's posted three points, including the assist on Lafreniere's first goal. And he's just he's, – his line, whatever he's on, is the, the most consistent line for the Rangers night in and night out. In these four games he's played, he's produced the most chances. Whoever he's with, it's, he, he was with Kevin Rooney at first, and then they put him up and put him with freaking Panarin. And regardless of who he's with, they're producing. They're at least getting chances, whether they're – you know, the bounce are going the way sometimes, but – I'm ready to name this guy fucking captain at this point. I, if it, like, maybe that's what the Rangers need now is a little boost. Like, name someone captain and just rally around that. But you know, you, in all seriousness, though, if you had to name one right now, who would you pick? Uh, Zabanajad. Um, I think that's the Zabanajad. I think is is the is the uh, is the best option. If if they decide not Zabanajad for whatever reason, then it's got to be either like Kreider or. Even Panarin, but I don't see Panarin as a as a yeah, captain. Yeah, I don't see him as the captain yet, at least. I mean, but I think it's I think it's got to be Zabanajad. I think it's the yeah. obvious pick. Um, he just needs I'll, to cut that hair. Oh, n- absolutely not. That's where the magic is. As a grease ball, <laughs> it's full. His hair is full of secrets and just deeks. He's he just need- <laughs> and he just and to- six Swiss beats, dude. Check out his Spotify. Oomph, oomph. No, he just needs to spend a day with Troy Palomalu and just straighten out that hair situation. <laughs> and I would love to see him play a game with a perm. <laughs> I think that <laughs> comes out with like the Yamir Yager like early nineties like perm in his hair. Early for the maybe that'll get him going. Maybe that'll get him going yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Curls for the girls. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, all right, let's. I think we're done with the stock market here. Enough trade talk for the day. Um, we'll move on to. Should we do the sin bin now, Alec? It's time for the sin bin. It is time for the sin bin. Um, I'll start off this week. Yeah, you go mind. first because mine's a little emotional. Um, mine's a little emotional as well. Oh, um, no, 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 not, not really, but I'm just, I'm just <laughs> upset about it. No, I might start <laughs> crying for mine. So. Um, the sin bin, I'm not giving them two minutes. I'm giving them a five minute major for choking to the New York Ooh. Rangers. Ooh. So. Ow. In the all three matchups this season against the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Rangers had a lead entering the third period. They lost all three games. One in regulation and two in a shootout or overtime. Th- that can't happen. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not giving up on the Rangers quite yet, just because they are putting together like 80 percent of a good hockey game and just let it fall apart towards the end. And I'm not sure if this is a coaching issue, if it's just the lack of experience on the roster. It's it has to be addressed somehow. Like I don't know if Quinnies make adjustments late game or what's going on. I mean, even against – they had a game against Buffalo. They led, they led 2-1 early, and then in the second period, they unraveled. On, they just couldn't get anything going in the third. It's – that's my main concern. It's like they've been playing well most of these games. They're 2-4-2, two, and two, but they could very well be a 4-5 or five win team. So, 
yeah, this the five minute major. Maybe they they take some time and think about how to hold a fucking lead, and because <laughs> oh, I'm gonna lose the rest of my hair if this keeps up. Yeah, you definitely don't want it because I see you're growing it out. You're trying to look like Zabanajad. So yeah, we're going we're going Zabanajad mode here. Yeah, no, being a, a Blues <laughs> fan, I've, I've definitely seen my fair share of not being able to hold on to a lead in the third period. I mean, I should be used to it, like going back to the 2014 Cup Final where the Rangers had a lead in three of the four losses in the Cup Final, mm. including two goal leads in, I think, two of the of the losses in the third yes. period, too. That, that was really that, Those are rough times. But I wouldn't wish that on anyone, to be honest, So, except for a Rangers fan. Yeah, I appreciate that, <laughs> bud. All right, so for my sin bin... I'm giving myself a two-minute penalty for being an asshole. <laughs> let me just let me just paint a, a little picture here. Okay, so last week, St. Louis Blues were playing the San Jose Sharks. I had a little bit of liquid courage in me. I headed to the my nearest sports book. Not going to name it because they don't sponsor us yet. So if they want me to say their name, <laughs> they got to hit my email. Uh, I placed a $50 wager on the St. Louis Blues. They were like minus 200. They ended up beating the Sharks. Um, So the ticket was worth $75 because you get what you wagered plus the winnings. So I went back to the track yesterday, cashed in the the ticket. (laughs) I kept the 50 that I wagered and I put the $25 of winnings on the Blues again. Who played last night, Saturday night. I get back again, a little bit of liquid courage. I sit down in front of the TV, turn on the game, go to my pocket to grab the ticket to give it a good luck kiss. And it's not in my back right pocket. So maybe no. it's in my back left pocket. Oh no, it's not in my back left pocket. Maybe it's in my jacket. Oh no, it's not in my jacket. The second I couldn't find the ticket, I knew they were going to win. And what do they do? They put three in the net before the two-minute mark. <laughs> there, somewhere, someone has a, a ticket worth $40, and I want it back. I I just need to I need a timeout. That, that's completely my fault. I don't know. Um, unrelated, we will be starting a GoFundMe to fund Alex <laughs> winnings for the St. Louis Blues from last night. <laughs> I just don't know where I put it, dude. I'm, I'm kind you of check upset. your wallet or anything. You check no, your car, not, like <laughs> not in there. And like I checked everywhere it could possibly be, and it was like twenty five, and I think the total ticket would be like like just under forty bucks, oh like thirty eight or something. I'm just, I I. It's my fault, so I'm just upset. I knew they were going to win the second I couldn't find the ticket. I just knew it. And, of course, they ended up winning 6-1. Well, we're all thinking of you in these, in these hard times, Alec. I, I hope you can make that. it through this. This is a um, Maybe it'll pop up at some point. You know, you'll be, you'll be doing something, whatever, and just falls out, you know, somewhere. Yeah, everything that I've, like, lost, lost – I've found when I stopped looking. Like one time I couldn't find my wallet for like a couple days and I looked everywhere and I just gave up. And then I finally was just sitting on the couch and I just was like, huh, what if I just put my hand in the crack? Just one last look. <laughs> and then right and there. And it was literally right in my hand. <laughs> so 
I hope it shows up. That's uh, that's a te- that's a terrible uh, yeah. story there, Alec. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm wishing you the best. Thank you for forward. being there for me. <laughs> and while we're on the topic of game picks, I think it's time we move on to our game picks for what will be Tuesday night. Do, do yeah. no, no for Monday, I believe. Oh yeah, Monday. Yeah, no shit. Because why, why last week there were yeah. No, I don't know why I was like stuck game. in last week, but we have a full slate Monday. The very first uh, NHL games in February, so that's exciting. Ooh, very nice. New month, new new time to make some winners. Um, I will start off with um. So I went last week. Went one and one. Had the under in Philly that they scored about eighteen goals. I think so. Missed out by a little <laughs> bit there. Um, and then I had the Capitals a plus money, a plus one twenty against the Isles. They won that game. So I went a nice one on one last week to make my season record now a nice six four and one, if I count if I counted correctly. But um, tomorrow we're gonna go with two little kind of I guess a little bit of a system play here. Um, we're gonna go with the Bruins minus one forty against the Capitals um, this season. When the uh, the favorite loses the front end of a back to back, they are hitting the they're winning the second game about eighty percent of the time. So I like the Bruins here to bounce back against the Capitals. Numbers don't lie. Yeah, numbers don't lie. You know, you know, as, as impressive as the Caps have been, um, they maybe eventually they'll, they'll lose in regulation, but they have a point in all nine games this season. But it's it's incredible. And then we are going to go next. We'll go with the um, we're going to go with the Canadians at minus one thirty against. Uh, I think I think they're going to put an end to this uh, Canucks uh, winning streak here. Uh, so yeah, the Canucks won four in a row, giving up, scoring about a million goals a game, and letting up uh, one goal in the game the last four. But this Canadian team is uh, very strong. They're coming off a loss themselves to um, Calgary. Um, I know it's not you know the same matchup here, but I do like the Habs tomorrow. Yeah, that's definitely going to be the game to watch tomorrow night. And I'm on the opposite end of that. I'm on the Canucks at plus one thirty eight on DraftKings. I'm oh wow! The so it's oh wow! So the Canadians are gonna be more like what minus like uh, minus one sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna ride. I the might hunt. have to backtrack on that actually. Then. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna. Ba- I, I was. I'm like in my head. I have. I had. I wrote down the numbers, and it was. I had the Flames number from yesterday, where they're at minus one thirty. So let's. We're gonna. We're gonna backtrack. We're gonna. We're gonna scratch the Habs off of my ticket because I do not like that value there. Um, can you get me a uh, a number a value on the Winnipeg Jets for tomorrow? They are pick'em against the Flames. They are pick'em. All right, I'm gonna go with the Flames. Okay. I I always like the Flames. I think they're not doing too well this year, though. Yeah, they're do they're they are coming off a, a nice win against uh, Canadians where they shut them out. Um, you know they they have plenty of talent. They're kind of getting a little unlucky this year. Um, but. Uh, yeah, the the Jets are still do not have the services of Dubois yet. As for the uh, the mandatory fourteen day oh, quarantine period days. for uh, really anyone going into into the Canada from the states, and I know that's NHL players included. So, um, you know, there's and there's obviously still missing the guys they traded for Dubois. So, <laughs> and the fl- the Flames <laughs> the Flames are grooving a little bit. You know, we'll take them at a, a pick at a pick them tomorrow. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm gonna roll with the Canucks, the hot hand. Um, Oh, well, actually, first, my picks last week, sorry. Uh, you know, the first week I, I did really bad, and I made an apology, and I told you that's not who I am. Well, guess what? I've been on a bender since then. Last week, I took the Canucks 
said they were going to get back on track with a nice win over uh, the Senators. They win. Thank you. I think it was like seven uh, one or something. Yeah, it was, it was a <laughs> blowout. And then I took the Predators against the Blackhawks. They won in overtime. Um, thank you very much. And then I took the Devils, who lost to the Flyers. I think it was five two or five three. Mm-hmm. So two and one last week. We're gonna do. We're going undefeated this week. So we're taking the Canucks money line. What I say it was plus one thirty eight. And then we're taking Lightning money line against the Predators at minus one seventy seven. I think that's going to be a fun game to watch, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. So I'm thinking the over in the Canucks game and the under in the Tampa Bay game. Those are unofficial picks. Um, but then my third pick is picking the your New York Rangers to finally beat the Penguins. Their pick them right now. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was prepared to put them on my ticket for for the day, but I didn't want to like, you know, be too biased. But uh, yeah, they they gotta figure it out. They they've been they they're playing good hockey from for the most part. Just I watched the game on Saturday. I thought they were gonna win it. They they, they should have. Like it was a hell of a game. One of the most exciting. One of the the most exciting of the season. All of NHL. But um, again, like they maybe a big performance they need from like Shesterkin tomorrow or something. I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be Shesterkin tomorrow. They've been generally going back and forth each game with them. So, you know, maybe he can get rolling tomorrow against a, against a rolling Pittsburgh team. Yeah, that'd be great to see. Um, yeah, so those are some great picks. I feel a nice undefeated week coming in. Yeah, I feel uh, like, you know, nice nice, nice 3-0 for you, nice 2-0 for me. So, yeah. watch you. That, that's impossible, actually, because we're on the opposite of that. We're on, oh, you know, yeah. Not anymore, not anymore. No, yeah, no, I, not anymore. I, so it is possible now. It's meant to be. Yeah, it's meant to be now. So uh, we actually do have a little – surprise coming up next episode we're going to be having a very special guest on the show nice little interview not going to name any names yet but it's going to be exciting so so look forward to that that'll be on uh, next week's episode yeah very nice and then uh, i think uh any closing thoughts alec uh no i just i don't deserve nice things and nhl (laughs) player safety needs to figure it out yeah so um that being said, um, this has been the this has been the fourth pair. I'm Sam. This is Alec. Um, make sure to follow us all on um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Caps on Sports. Visit the website at CapsOnSports.com for some nice articles from the rest of the rest of the crew. Some daily betting picks, and um, you know we'll we'll see you next week. This is hey, the everybody. fourth pair. Have a wonderful safe. week, everybody.